Cracking Copy is a marketing and copywriting podcast where we lift the lid on writing for business and read between the lines of effective copy. This is a podcast for creative entrepreneurs and savvy business owners like you who understand the value that great copy can bring to their bottom line. We dive into a different aspect of writing for business in each episode, debunk the myths about how we should write and explore the ways that writing can be fun, conversational and creative, while also being high impact for serious results. So listen, laugh and learn with us, Ella Hoyos and Minnie McBride, as we share our words and wisdom in each snack-sized episode. Expect some light bulb moments, interesting guests and practical takeaways as we crack the copy code together. Okay, welcome to another episode of Cracking Copy. Today I have with me the wonderful Kathy Walterhouse, and Kathy is a professional rule breaker. I know Kathy um, as I've been on her recent summit, the Entrepreneur Success Summit, and she is a formidable sales coach and a coach of coaches. She's been named the top 20, one of the top 20 business coaches in Disruptor Magazine, and she has sold close to a billion dollars of products in her time and services. Now, one of her pillars of her success is being authentic and having a philosophy which draws outside the line, so not following what's expected. In essence, she is a rule breaker. She helps entrepreneurs to break the rules, find their authentic voice and jumpstart sales. So welcome, Kathy. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here on your podcast. Tell me a little bit more about yourself and um, where you come from. Yes, I'm ex-corporate um, and I have a lot of sales experience. When I started out, however, I didn't think I knew what I was doing and uh, had every everything that's out there that everybody struggles with. Imposter syndrome. You know, I thought, why would anybody ever listen to me? I was terrified. So I started with what I would call scared selling. Um, <laughs> and I didn't really understand sales. I thought sales was more of a transaction and that it was a numbers game. And when you think like that, then it's really easy to burn out and you don't really get the full extent of what sales is. And quite frankly, you're not serving your customers. So when I made a switch, everything changed for me. The amount of money that I made grew exponentially. The amount of satisfaction that I had grew exponentially. The amount of moments that I had where it would just almost like it would touch, you know, it would touch your heart. It would sometimes, you know, um, almost bring a tear to your eye. And that's really like in sales, that's really where, um, I guess the, the real benefit of sales is, mm -hmm. is when you know that you're really helping someone, you know, you could potentially be saving their life. And I, you know, was lucky enough to be involved in situations where I was able to make sure this, patient had a certain product in essence, save their life. Um, and, but you, in sales, you know, it's, you're solving a problem or you're helping somebody achieve a dream. And if yeah. you can do either one of those two, it's something what I call noble selling because selling is something that I feel is very noble 
that without selling this world, quite frankly, I feel, this is my mm -hmm. opinion, <laughs> you know, wouldn't really go around because people would know that there's products and services out there to help them in some yeah. shape or form. So in that respect, sales is serving people. Yes. It's, you're not taking money. Well, you are, there's a transactional element to it, but you're not taking, it's not all about taking, you are giving. Yes. Back. You're matching Absolutely. the person with the product or the service that is going to help them. Yes. And I think if you approach it from that way, rather than, oh my gosh, I need to close the sale, um, the client or the potential client feels it. They feel your interest. Um, they feel your heart. Um, and you have a much higher chance of closing and quite fr closing the sale. And quite frankly, you're going to build a relationship. And it, you know, for me, what I always teach is you want a customer for life. You want this raving fan and you want this customer for life. Even if you sell something that maybe they can only buy once, but in mentally, you're going to have this customer for life. They're going to give you referrals. They're going to give you testimonials. They're going to give you so much information that is, that is better than, um, and that will improve, you know, the amount of sales that you do again, just because people get to know who you, who you are and you become an industry standard because everybody's talking about you. Yeah. Yeah. Now in, um, in copywriting, which is the field that I'm in, um, there are parallels with what I do in conversion copy, in, which requires people to act, uh, readers to act on the words that you're putting in front of them. Um, mm -hmm. And the similarity there between what happens in sales. Sales is also about motivating people to act. And uh, I think I'm right in saying that, you know, we buy things and we we act on things on the basis of it's an emotional decision. We make, we, we move 100%. with emotion first and then we justify our decision-making with logic and later on. So there's definitely a lot of emotion in there and, and relationship building is all part of, of that, you know, mm -hmm. having that rapport with your, with your client, with your customer, with your prospect, with your reader. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Anyway. No, it's, it's definitely about the emotion. I mean, people, I, I know this may sound strange, but people buy you. They buy the emotion that you give them. They may not really buy the product. What they're doing is they're buying that time um, that they may be, if you're a coach, that they get to spend with you. Um, and then if, they're, if everything goes well, then they'll get that outcome, which is really what they initially started you know, looking for is like, you know, they wanted a solution to their outcome. Mm -hmm. I think when I spoke in your summit um, recently, and I did a, a presentation called copy that converts, I spoke about that exact thing about people are not buying a product, a, a car, a handbag, they're buying a better, sunnier version of themselves through yes. what you're delivering. So they are buying a solution to the problem they're facing. So yeah, that's really interesting stuff. But let's get onto the topic of summits and conferences, because I'm okay. really interested in, in understanding, you know, I feel I know that these are, a, it's a powerful tool that can help not only copywriters, but any small business owner or freelancer who wants to build authority and credibility within their niche. Um, 
And I think that um, speaking on platforms that like yours um, is a really is a great opportunity for people. So I just want to hear a little bit about um, how you came in your business to start running summits and tell me a little bit more about how them from your point of view. Well, for me, uh, um, my summits, so I've done two and I'm about ready to, um, the third one's already kind of in the works. I love collaborating and I think there's a lot of power with collaboration um, because first off, you're putting yourself in the room. So I don't know if that translates um, with what I'm saying, but basically you're putting yourself in the room with other people that have these amazing skills. And so right then and there, that elevates you. So that's a great thing, especially if you're a newer entrepreneur. Um, it's great to reach out to people to do collaborations. It's great to try to be in rooms. Now, you don't have to necessarily do a summit to be in the room because there's other ways of being in the room. I mean, obviously, you can be in the room in person at an event, but you can also in this day and age, be in the room like LinkedIn. They just recently started call, something called LinkedIn Rooms. Mm. And this very similar to Clubhouse. So if you think about Clubhouse and LinkedIn, what you're doing is you can be on the same stage as someone that is extremely well known and their followers get to know who you are. Absolutely. And you do that by providing value. You always have to be providing value. So when I do a summit, my number one thing for my summit is I want to be providing value for everyone that listens. The people that are currently, you know, in my audience and for all the people that are not in my audience that are beginning to discover me. Um, I mean, that's kind of one of my passions because I, I see, I mean, I know where I've been. And Lord knows that I still, I still am a work in progress and I, I'm always looking to see what else can I learn. Um, but I love being able to provide that, you know, um, to my audience and again, to the, to the folks that are new to me as well. Yeah. Um, it's great, um, for building lists as well. Um, it's a great marketing tool. Um, and it's a way to, um, keep you, you know, you as a, you and everyone else that's in your summit top of mind. Yeah. And that's really important because, you know, there's all these, you know, way back when you only had to be, you know, seen like maybe seven times before somebody would actually, you know, actually see you in this day and age. That number has grown because there's so much online and people are being bombarded all the time. Yes. Now it's, you know, they have to see your name or maybe something about you or whatever, at least 20 times. Yes, is the, I've heard is that. the numbers that I've seen before they actually go, oh, wait a minute. I've seen that name before. Or doesn't she do sales? Mm -hmm. Or wait a minute, I heard her talking in a summit. Yeah. yeah. So just think about it. It's that constant, you know, that you have to be what I call omnipresent so that people begin to know who you are. Yep. 
And so that you're talking about touch points, having various touch points and, and across a variety of different platforms. So it's not just in the online summit, but it's also in your social media, it's on your web copy, it's in a podcast recording. It's people start to build up. It's like being having the puzzles of a jigsaw piece. And eventually, if you're seen and heard enough times, people will put that puzzle together. And those absolutely, absolutely. You become a lot more memorable. You become a lot more memorable and you reach out. But the, but the key is now is there's something I call the rule of one <laughs> um, in which focus because sometimes people are like, oh, my gosh, wait a minute. I have to be on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook and do a podcast and do all these things. No, you don't have to do that. You can just start with one and be really good in one. And same thing, your offer, do one offer have one thing that you're selling and be really good at that. And then you can expand on that. But the key is when you create content, take that content, timestamp it, especially if it's a video or audio, timestamp it mm -hmm. with different things that you're talking about. And then you can slice and dice those pieces. And then those pieces can go into the different social media platforms. So you're talking about one thing, and maybe focusing on one platform, but yet you take a piece of that and maybe part of that goes into an audio that you send out to your email list. Maybe a piece goes to Instagram, like a, um, a little slice in Instagram. Um, right. Same thing, uh, you know, Facebook, right. all of that. That's nice because that all, or immediately sounds a lot less overwhelming than the feeling of having to be everywhere all everywhere. the time. Yeah. yeah, if you have to be everywhere all the time, it's so hard. Yeah. So and the people that you see doing that, they have a huge staff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'd love to hear from you on any tips. You know, you receive lots of pitches um, when it comes to organizing events, online events, virtual events, or, or you will receive, you know, you've got a wide network of people uh, who will come to you and pitch. Do you have any tips for people who want to increase their visibility and have not, perhaps they've not spoken in an online summit before? What sort of things could you uh, would you advise or what sort of things are you looking for when you're considering guests and people to be on your? Uh, well, first off, I, I always think about what my my target market is, the people that I serve. So do they have something of value that will help those people? So that's, that's number one. That's all important. However, um, sometimes how people pitch to me makes a difference as well. Because recently I've gotten a couple of Loom videos that people have sent to me that um, one was, and especially one of them was really good because she was so authentic to who she was and was just talking on the loom as if she was talking to me. Right. And um, I really enjoyed that. It, there was just something that caught my eye when she sent that to me. Um, and again, but that's not going to be all, you know, that's just not, the most important is how much value can you provide to my to my market because bottom line you know if i start having all these people on my summits that 
you know, don't have anything to do, don't provide any value. When people go to my summit, they'll be like, why is that person there? Mm-hmm. And then they'll, they'll not listen. Yeah. It almost dilutes your message that you're trying to get out there. Too. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it works the same thing, even for my podcast, exactly the same thing. Everybody I have on my podcast, there's a specific reason I have them on my podcast as well, because they offer something that is going to be really great for yeah. my audience to hear. And let's, let's just be clear for our listeners. Um, your audience entrepreneurs. Yes. Females focused. Do you want to expand on? So, you know, <laughs> yes, my audience is is entrepreneurs typically 40 to 55, typically female, but it's interesting how many males are in my audience. So, even though I target females, and that's one thing for everybody to understand. You know, when you have when you set up your target market, that doesn't that doesn't necessarily exclude everyone but what it does is your messaging is more precise yeah. so people will you know in your audience will go oh she's talking to me again same thing like i'm actually talking to that one person so um yes and these are folks that have um you know they have experience they're very passionate about what they do um many of them have sales somewhere between 1 to 2 million dollars or they want to get there. Mm-hmm. They're hungry. They're go-getters. Um, I seem to attract the go-getters, which I absolutely adore that. That's that's really near and dear to my heart. <laughs> they seem to understand me better if they're a go-getter. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That means whatever bat signal you're putting out there, it's attracting the right kind of people, your yes. kind of crowd. So Absolutely. That's great. And then are there any considerations for um, what people should do to prepare for a talk to talk in a summit um and are there any specific attributes that people that will make people more successful in that sort of environment in a summit okay well i mean i would say to talk in a summit is like preparing to talk anywhere um you have to have i would say one to three good talking points that are that pertain to the topic of the summit. So the first summit I did, it was, um, I had, uh, I segmented it into three pieces um, and had the speakers really dig into that. This last one was more about list building and the skills that you need to list build. Hence, one of the reasons why I had you on. <laughs> and by list building, we're talking about email list building. Okay. Yes, email list building. Yes, because that is something that everyone needs. Everyone needs an email list. Um, it's great to have people on social media, and sometimes I think of them almost as vanity metrics. But what what happens if you get banned from Facebook or something happens on Instagram? How are you going to talk to those people? So they need to be on your email list. Yeah. The way I like to think of that is social media is almost like rented space. It's rent a crowd, rent an audience, whereas an email list, you own you own yes. the um, contact details of those people. So you can you have much more control in that situation. Absolutely. And they've raised their hand in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. They've They've said, hey, I'm interested in your content in you know in some shape or form so and you know sometimes people don't stay 
but then sometimes they they're like hey have you i have other people are like you know have you heard about the professional rule breaker you need to jump on her email list yeah yeah and um one thing i learned from um participating in the, the recent entrepreneur success summit was to practice the tech a little bit because there can be glitches <laughs> and actually that's quite commonplace and i think in the situation where the technology uh works or doesn't work it worked for me but it still i got thrown off because i was um there was something unexpected that happened during my talk um and it's it is definitely a question of the show must go on <laughs> Absolutely. No, it doesn't matter what happens. And you know what? When things happen, that's when people pay attention. And that is what, like, it's almost like there's an empathy from the audience. They're like, oh my gosh, I've been there. Or if it happens to her, then it's okay for me. Like when I go live, if things happen and I, it just makes you more real. And you were, by the way, really great on the summit. So <laughs> your content is so amazing. If anyone that's listening to this has an opportunity to listen to Ella speak, you need to run and listen to it because she is so good. <laughs> so, so good. The amount of value that you provide is just crazy. You should be yeah. selling that. Right, we'll talk about that offline later, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> you can coach me with your sales coaching, but also it is really important to provide value. And that's what I was there for, because as I try and grow my audience and my list, I want to be providing value to people out there. And I think the good news for people who are going to be listening to this podcast, if the timings work, there will still be an opportunity because you're going to re-release the content of this summit. I think there was eight really good speakers Yes. Uh, and, and it looks like we might be adding a couple extra bonus speakers as well. So yes, the date for the re-release is November 15th. Mm -hmm. um, so, and you'll be able to listen to Ella and all the other amazing speakers that we had. I wanted to re-release it because there was a big contingency of folks that were in like the UK and different areas in Europe and Timing wise wasn't great because the queen had passed away. And so a lot of people didn't attend and we had a lot of requests for replays. And, and so I was like, okay, we're going to go ahead and re-release this. So kids, instead of it being live, it is recorded obviously, mm -hmm. um, but there's going to be some bonus speakers and you never know, there might be some black Friday offers as well too, since okay. black Friday is coming up here um, as well. <laughs> Well, I think that's a really nice way to round up. If if you could just give us some details, we'll put, obviously put the notes and links in the show notes. Um, but where can people find you and how can people get onto your list? Absolutely. So I can be found at The Professional Rule Breaker. So it's HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www, The Professional Rule Breaker. I also have a podcast by the same name that's everywhere it's on it's on apple Podcasts, stitcher iHeartRadio, spotify you name it it's, it's i i don't even know how many platforms it's on it's on a lot of platforms and in addition to that um there is a link on my website if you want to sign up um for the summit you can certainly do that there's a banner at the top um and then if you would like some 
some help with uh, selling um, or just want like a cheat sheet for selling, I just go to theprofessionalrulebreaker.com forward slash ultimate and you'll get the ultimate sales starter guide for free. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Kathy. Um, and I look forward to speaking with you again. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You have been listening to the Cracking Copy podcast with Ella Hoyos and Minnie McBride. Don't miss out on future episodes by making sure you hit subscribe down below to keep up with all our podcasts. And more details and resources are in our show notes. So we'll see you next time. Oh,